Bettina can't help it. Book 2. Collected by Bettina Vares. Bettina writes, Train travel can be rather boring, unless of course you take matters into your own hands. Sleeping Car 3425 Townsend's maxim was travel in style or not at all. She loved the sleek lines of Concord, the only way to fly. Her favourite car was a Bentley. So when she had to travel back from Venice to London, there was only one way. The Venice Simplon Orient Express. Her train was waiting for her at Venice Santa Lucia station, its carriages gleaming in their umber and cream livery. High heels clicking on the platform, she strode elegantly towards her carriage. Sleeping car 3425, infamous for being the particular favourite of King Carol of Romania, who used it to conduct his love affairs. The blue-uniformed porter, walking briskly behind her as he pushed her luggage on a trolley, didn't know what to look at first, her long legs or the tight curves of her gently swaying bottom. Tamsin settled herself in her compartment, and the shrill whistle signalled the start of her journey. Opening her well-thumbed copy of the story of O, she soon lost herself in the gloriously descriptive text. Her tummy tingled as she reached one of her favourite parts in the book. Slender fingers, moistened by a loving tongue, added further dimensions to her pleasure as the train sped on. A muted knock at the door of her compartment, and the steward asked if there was anything she would like before dinner. She smiled dreamily, drinking in his youthful good looks. Thank you, but no, she breathed, smiling again. A little masochistic, perhaps, but sometimes it added to the excitement, the final pleasure, to make yourself wait. She sipped an aperitif in the bar car thinking of the steward as she listened to the accomplished talents of the pianist at the baby grand piano. Dinner was a leisurely affair, her head still filled with thoughts of the good-looking steward. This really is the only way to travel, she thought to herself, looking around at her opulent surroundings, sparkling crystal, subdued lighting, fine French silverware. After a final cognac while the piano played softly, it was time to retire to her compartment, now transformed into a cosy bedroom. Another couple of chapters of the story of O, before pleasant dreams of what tomorrow might bring. What was it that the young steward had remarked to her when they had bumped into each other in the bar car? We want your journey to be effortless, your energies conserved for nothing but enjoyment. She awoke to the soft tapping on her compartment door. She smiled moistening her lips with her tongue and checking her hair before opening the door. Her steward stood there in his crisp blue uniform with gold braid, a white-gloved hand effortlessly holding a silver tray. She breathed in the delicious aroma of freshly ground coffee and newly baked croissants. "'What time is it?' she asked, reaching for the gold watch chain that hung from his pocket. She pulled out the watch, a gleaming gold hunter." and held it in the palm of her hand as she pressed down on the crown. The case opened, and she was confronted by a crisp white dial with black Roman numerals, ornate hands, and 
Set into the dial were two little silver figures lying against the numerals nine and eight. The man's foot standing on the number seven. A couple flagrant delicto. With every tick of the watch, as the thin second hand swept smoothly around the dial, so the little figure of the man eased his member effortlessly in and out of the woman. Tamsin looked up at her steward and smiled again. Nice movement, she breathed, snapping the case shut and slipping the watch carefully back into his pocket. Her slim fingers reached for the front of his trousers, expertly unbuttoning his fly. So much more fun than zips, she thought, as her fingers stole into the opening she.